Welcome, welcome back to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Wednesday morning. Now, let's turn to our next guest and topic of today. In the next 10 minutes or so, we're looking ahead at Pride Month, which is celebrated in June worldwide. And to talk a little bit more about this, I'm really delighted to be chatting once again with Benita Chick, who is the CEO and founder of Encompass Hong Kong, which is a local social enterprise that promotes diversity and, and inclusion as well, DNI in the workplace. Hi, Benita. Uh, welcome back on the program. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm doing good. Thank you. Noreen. Yes, great to speak to you again. Um, now, gender identity has really uh, sort of been on people's agenda. And I know at Encompass, apart from sus- this wonderful sustainability uh, and environmental work you do, you also do a lot of, you and your team also do a lot of work to promote sort of uh, gender, uh, diversity and inclusion in, in the workplace. Um, so uh, w- sort of what have you got plans for, for Pride Month, uh, which is upcoming in, in, in well, tomorrow? Uh, yeah, so Pride Month is uh, the whole of June, and uh, I think it's uh, with a lot of the corporates, uh, uh, they do a lot of uh, events, and I also noticed there are some uh, Pride Month uh, markets uh, by Gay Harmony as well. Uh, people are celebrating that. Uh, so at Encompass, uh, we will do uh, the LGBT walking tour, which I think I speak at your uh, uh, show a few years ago, but we are also having some uh, new programs this year. Uh, we're going to uh, have one workshop on LGBT inclusive language, uh, looking at how uh, language is important for inclusion. Uh, we also have one brand new program, which uh, I, I think is very exciting. is to talk about non-binary inclusion uh, in, in the workplace, which is uh, uh, non-binary is quite a uh, advanced topic uh, for some of the corporates. Uh, it's a concept that not many people understand fully, and that's why we want to do a workshop on it. That's right, because I've noticed in recent years, I mean, whenever we go on Zoom, I notice that people will put their full names or put their names how they want to be addressed. And at the bottom, there's always some pronouns, you know, uh, he, she, they. Um, explain a little bit more about uh, sort of this trend. When did it begin and, you know, how are businesses sort of incorporating uh, this sort of non-binary inclusion and, 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 and picking up the language as we go? Uh, so maybe I will start with a definition of non-binary so everybody understand what actually that means. So uh, it's, it's, it means a gender identity that falls outside of the gender binary, uh, meaning an individual does not identify as strictly female or male. So a non-binary person can identify as both or neither male or female or sometimes one or other. So non-binary is an umbrella term. So you might have heard of other terms uh, such as gender fluid, gender queer, gender non-conforming. This means slightly different thing, but they are all under the non-binary umbrella. So um, what's gender said, uh, non-conforming? The, Sorry, yes. Benita, this is quite Sorry. new as well. Yeah, what's gender non-conforming? Is that not the same as non-binary? Uh, it's under non-binary. It means uh, one uh, whose uh, physical or behavioral characteristics do not correspond to the traditional expectation of their gender. So, uh, for example, like a male that uh, maybe is dressed like a female, uh, then uh, they may be considered as gender non-conforming. So, some, uh, for example, some men who like to wear women clothes, uh, they might fall under this category. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. That, that's that, that, that's good. And what about uh, in terms of the, the the businesses that you've worked with? Are they quite uh, quick to embrace these sort of language, or is it sort of just on a personal preference that people, uh, colleagues, use it, or is it used in a more uh, official capacity? Uh, I think uh, it's still a quite a new concept for most employers in Hong Kong. But I increasingly, for some of the corporates I work with, uh, they might have uh, gender neutral restrooms. 
Uh, and in terms of the uh, uh, company form or demographics, they uh, give an option. So, in, for example, in, in the place where you indicate your gender in a form, other than male or female, you can indicate that you are non-binary or prefer not to disclose. Or in some cases, um, the employer may have uh, inclusive dress code. So it's not strictly binary dress code, but you can dress as you wish. Uh, for some of the more advanced companies, uh, there might be health insurance or employee benefits that are extended to non-binary colleagues. But I, I would say uh, this concept is still quite new in Hong Kong. Uh, and uh, I think slowly uh, 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 employers are picking this up because there are actually a lot of uh, millennials and Gen Z uh, now uh, uh, consider themselves as non-binary or uh, uh, LGBT. So actually uh, there was a statistics um, in U.S. that millennials are two times more likely to uh, identify as LGBT and more likely to identify as non-binary or gender fluid than previous generation. So that's definitely uh, a trend there. Yeah. Um, you've worked with a lot of corporates around Hong Kong, Benita. Are there a lot of sort of uh, gender-neutral bathrooms? Do they sort of, uh, you know, make gender-neutral bathrooms around? Uh, I, 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 I would still say it's not a norm, but mm. I think some of the more progressive uh, companies I work with, now they are slowly uh, embracing that and giving that as an option. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's... Well, in Hong Kong, it's always a space issue, right? If, if you have an extra to- toilet, uh, then it, it, it requires extra space. So uh, uh, the, the companies would need to work around the, the, the company design to uh, embrace that. Uh, but in terms of uh, other than just the toilet, uh, now uh, I know, uh, for example, organizations like QSA, Queer Street Alliance, uh, they also uh, organize some sort of uh, LGBT uh, recruitment fair for LGBT individuals to uh, encourage them uh, to uh, participate in the workplace. Uh, so uh, there are more and more companies who are participating in those recruitment fair. And actually, I have help in some of this uh, recruitment before as well. Okay. Um, Benita, I know j- earlier you were talking a little bit about gender non-conforming and it's all under the umbrella of non-binary. There are sort of yeah. also different terms that we often hear in the media. Uh, could you sort of explain to us a little bit, for example, um, you know, gender queer or, or um, you know, agenda? C- can you sort of go through some of them for our listeners this morning? Okay. Uh, so we talk about gender non-conforming, which is uh, physical or behavioral characteristics that do not uh, correspond to the traditional expectation of the gender. Uh, gender queer is one who does not identify with a single fixed gender. So they don't identify as themselves as only male or only female. Uh, and then we have gender fluid, who embrace a fluidity of gender identity. So they may shift from one or uh, not. Uh, and then we also have androgynous, which is identify or presenting themselves as neither specifically masculine or feminine. And then we have a, a, a term which I, I don't know if you've heard of it, it's called a gender, but it's one who does not identify as a particular gender. So within the non-binary term, we have all those uh, different categories, which uh, can be confusing for some people, I understand, but maybe if I can put some uh, a name to the terms, uh, so some of you might like uh, Sam Smith and Demi Lovato, that's uh, two singer and celebrity, uh, they, uh, they, they both consider themselves as non-binary, as uh, neither male or female. So I think, uh, uh, I don't know how many of you like Sam Smith, but in some of his... Uh, their, sorry, uh, their recent uh, uh, music videos, you can see that they really uh, embrace this uh, uh, non-binary gender expression.
Yeah. Um, well, very interesting because um, different genders have different pronouns. If you're a male, we usually use he, and when you're a female, we use she. With people who sort of don't identify as neither male or female or sort of gender fluid, um, it's do we address them as they or do we just simply ask them, do they prefer to be uh, addressed as he, uh, he, he or she? They is usually most common, but I would uh, suggest if you are interacting with a non-binary or trans or LGBT individual, uh, do ask for their uh, preferred pronoun because uh, different people have different preferences. So they is common, but there is also say and uh, another uh, a few. And people might, uh, for the gender fluid uh, uh, individual, they might prefer sometimes to be called he, sometimes they be called she. So I think we just need to be a little bit sensitive with that. Uh, I also have a good story to share. So actually, uh, a few years ago, I did an inclusive language workshop with one of the corporate. Uh, it's not on LGBT specifically, it's on gender, LGBT, uh, race, age. So it was uh, all-encompassing for the DNI. And actually, one of the colleagues, uh, called Francis, he told everybody in the office and said, uh, I'm actually a trans man, a, a, a female to male, and I would like to be called... Uh, uh, Francis and using the pronoun he. So I, I, I think it's quite good that people are more uh, upfront and uh, 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 being uh, able to identify as whoever they want to be yeah. uh, with their pronoun. So I, 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 I think that the, the, uh, definitely the culture is moving and people are more sensitive to the pronoun use. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I think people should be more mindful and more sensitive about this. I, it, but is it rude to ask someone, how do you prefer to be addressed? Because maybe it's very obvious. Maybe they are sort of, um, uh, sort of uh, overtly uh, male looking, but you can tell that perhaps before they were female. Um, so is it rude to, to ask? I would... I, I think it really depends on the individual, but my, my general sense is it's better to ask than assuming yes. uh, because yes. we might have the wrong assumption just based on physical appearance. Uh, from my experience, I think most people would prefer to be asked than to be assuming uh, a pronoun. Yeah, absolutely. And, and how should we ask? What's a polite way to ask? Like, how would you prefer to, to, to be addressed? Uh, or what pronouns uh, do you use? Or, I mean, what, how, how should you ask? So uh, for myself, I'll be like, hi, I'm, uh, uh, when I introduce myself, I'll be like, hi, I'm Benita. Uh, I use the pronoun she and he. Uh, may I know how I should call you or your preferred pronoun? I think that's a very uh, yeah. general and open way uh, to just showing uh, you declare your own uh, gender and your own preferred pronoun and then you ask the other person. So it's, it's to show your respect that you are also uh, very aware of yeah i mean I, i've not been in that situation before but if somebody sort of asked me how would you want to be addressed i'd i'd be maybe a bit taken aback because i would think that i was automatically uh, a she but i suppose nowadays you can't be you can't be you can't make an assumption yeah 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 um in yeah. in terms of uh, in terms of uh, work that needs to be done in hong kong society how how much work still needs to be done in in this area because it's not really being discussed a, a lot to be honest uh i mean with with the lgbt issues on the broader issues there's several things right so there's the anti-discrimination legislation which has been on the table for many many years i think over like 20 30 years now that still has not passed but uh, with the judicial review cases, we have more LGBT rights. 
But I, I, I definitely see uh, now uh, more companies, uh, uh, they are embracing the Pride Month and the Pink Friday, and they want to uh, raise awareness uh, uh, within their own company and also externally in terms of branding. Uh, you, you can see, like, uh, there's uh, uh, different companies, uh, for example, HSBC, who also use uh, LGBT couples as their marketing. So you can see definitely, I think there's an increasing trend and awareness of LGBT issues and they play a very big part in, in pushing the agenda. Yeah. What sorts of struggles um, have you seen that, you know, that, that, that people who are sort of trans or non-binary individuals face? Uh, so uh, uh, they, 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 there's a lot of stereotypes uh, for, for them, uh, which lead, lead to uh, discrimination and marginalization. Uh, it could be access to healthcare. So uh, uh, for, for trans individuals, for example, in Hong Kong, uh, the, the, uh, the procedure to get a, 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 a gender reaffirming surgery is quite complicated. So some of the individuals I know, they might do the hormonal surgery, uh, hormonal treatment in Hong Kong, and they do the uh, actual surgery elsewhere. Uh, it could be uh, binary gender norms. Uh, um, uh, most people, I would say, still uh, uh, place gender on a very binary format. So if, uh, let's say, we have a, a, a assigned male at birth and he, mm. he dressed like a female, then people will be like, oh, you are so weird. Uh, mm. Why are you dressed like that? And because we use the binary to, uh, gender yeah, the perspective, exactly. as a person. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, but I, 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 I think I, I also have a few younger friends uh, who are maybe teenagers, and I can see that they actually really en- en- embrace that gender fluid or gender non-conforming expression, but the society will need to be more open. But I, I also see not only trans, but uh, uh, just on the streets, I have seen uh, more uh, more uh, LGBT couples, uh, both lesbian and, and, ma- uh, and male and uh, homosexual couples, they are holding hands. Uh, yeah. which I haven't seen uh, uh, before, especially now. Uh, but I, So I think the, jet, the society is jet, uh, more accepting for, for that right now. Yeah. Benita, very quickly, just before the news, you mentioned earlier that, that you know, the more sort of Gen uh, Z and also millennials sort of identifying or, or coming out and being more their authentic self. Now, how... How how should uh, companies and, and and businesses catch up with that? Because are these uh, individuals, are these younger people, more likely to work at places with better uh, policies, better inclusive policies? Yeah, I, I, I mean, there are different, different ways. Uh, so uh, some companies now have a diversity statement uh, on their website uh, saying that they are embrace it. Uh, 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 and also, like uh, uh, in terms of like uh, the uh, uh, LGBT friendly policies and uh, how uh, different gender uh, diverse uh, individuals are being receptive or, or treated in the company, I think in the recruitment process, uh, if the if the if, if the companies can explain that a little bit more, and there has also been research that uh, uh, LGBT uh, young people and allies are more likely to work at an LGBT inclusive firm. So to have that. First very explicitly, I think that is important, and not just assume that people will know that you have such policies or benefits uh, for LGBT individuals. So to make it very clear that the companies have a very tall, uh, very inclusive uh, environment is important. Yeah, um, Benita, my mind just went to the language that we use. You know, we we talked about pronouns, and I, of course, I know you're, you you speak Cantonese as well. Is it different in Cantonese? Because in Cantonese, he, she, they is always co. So in Cantonese, there is no sort of special. Uh, you know, you just use co. That's fine. 
Yeah, in, in the candidates, we don't have a he or she that pronoun, but that now, uh, uh, in terms of the ta, like, uh, like a third person ta, uh, actually, uh, there's now a character that indicates, uh, 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 uh non-binary or, or, or inclusive, uh, pronoun. Uh, but it's not very well being used, but, uh, there has been discussion around it, definitely, on the written language. Wow, amazing. Benita, I always love having you on the show because I always learn so much from you and I look forward to uh, more chats with you on, on this issue. Thank you so much for, for your time today. And that's Benita Chick uh, from Encompass Hong Kong, which is a, a local NGO, local social enterprise that uh, promotes diversity and inclusion as well as uh, things to do with the environment and also sustainability. Thank you so much for your time today, Benita. Thank you. Thank you, Noreen. Bye. Thank you. Bye for now.